Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I was just going to ask you one last thing, what your favorite um, number was in In the Heights. Probably the last one, I think. The finale. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I love Blackout. I also love 96,000. Yeah. It's hard to pick. It is hard to pick. All the production numbers were, I mean, even the small numbers were still like visually stunning. Yes. You know, like even the fucking solos were still like big so production good. numbers yes. in a lot of ways. Well, and I kept forgetting that this was made and produced and finished before the pandemic. Right. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many extras. There's so many people. Right. So many like they have done this I'm whole like, fucking thing. how in the hell did they pull this off during co- Oh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we have just Sorry. derailed yeah. left and right, left and right. That's fine. It's fine. I wanted to talk about uh, In the Heights. I haven't gotten to discuss it with anybody because mm-hmm. I just saw it on Friday. And then yesterday I hung out with some friends and we were out. We were out a sidetrack. Mm-hmm. And so it's loud and you can't like, right. how did it, what did you think of it? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like you what? can't, you just can't, yeah. Yeah. And so I just haven't been able to talk about it. So no, it's a blast. So, yeah. I, I loved it. And you started to watch it again last night. Nice. Just because. Welcome to our In the Heights Welcome podcast. Welcome to In the Or maybe the... it's like a Lin-Manuel Miranda podcast. I'm not sure. Do you think someone's doing that? There's got to be yes. someone doing that. Well, someone, I think there are a couple of Hamilton podcasts. Oh, I, I've one. no doubt there's a couple of Hamilton podcasts. I wonder if anyone's out there doing just like a Lin-Manuel Miranda cast, cast. where like every episode is just like some piece of news related to Lin-Manuel, to Lin-Manuel Miranda, Miranda or something. I don't know how I would feel about that. If I were Lin, I'd be like, stop commenting on my, everything that I do. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I just like walked out of my house today. I just wanted a coffee. God damn it. Yeah. That would be uncomfortable. Right. All that to say. All that to say there. This is the Feeney call. This is the, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It happened again. That, it happened know, again. I don't know how much of that you're going to keep, but enjoy sifting, <laughs> sifting through that 45 minutes of unrelated content. This is the Lin-Manuel Miranda podcast. <laughs> and here he is now. What if he just walked in? What if he was here the whole time? Oh my God. Anyway, that doesn't matter. <laughs> this is the Phoenix Call. <laughs> we actually talk about Boy Meets World, if you can believe that. Um, we are here discussing season five, episode 20, Starry Night. Starry Night. It's the Van Gogh, it's the museum, it's the fuckboy, it's all that. The fuckboy. I'm just going to say it. I've never liked Ricky. Yeah, Ricky's not my favorite. There's something about him that just... I've never liked Ricky in that I'm forever. I've always felt this way ever. I'm just always sitting... It's not like I don't like Ricky because, like, how dare you get in the way of this relationship. It's not about that. It's I don't like Ricky, and then I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, he's very pretentious. You pretentious ass. Yes. Go away. Well, and I don't <laughs> like the fact that, like, I there's something, there's, hmm, there's nothing wrong with, like, I don't know, how he asked her out, or, like, I don't think that was an, inappropriate to, like, ask her out after that, whatever. But then she's like, I don't know, my head's in kind of a funny place. Whatever. And then he's like, well, here's what we're going to do. Oh, his dinner I'm thing? I'm going to show up to look dinner. Look up or don't You're look up. You're going to show up to dinner. And I'm just like, okay, you just... Shut up. <laughs> like, let her say no. I just... It's something about the way that he does it. Yeah. I'm just like, it's... See, it no, Ricky just, sucks. Stop. Like, what are you doing? His little, like, weird, whispery shit. He's, like, trying to do, like, a Leonardo DiCaprio impression. Yeah! Yes! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! You're right! <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last time we had discount Joe Pesci, and now we have discount Let's Leonardo discount DiCaprio. Discount Leonardo DiCaprio. Holy cow. Yeah, it is. If you didn't already, 
listened to, and then there was Sean, our episode that we did a couple weeks back. Then this will be a new fact for you, but I'm kind of recycling a little bit because the guy who plays Ricky, his name is Jonathan Jackson. He's the younger Shmia brother. Schnardo Schnapria. Leopold. Leopold Enario. Yeah. Yep. His name is Jonathan Jackson, and he is the younger brother of Richard Lee Jackson, who played Kenny in. And then there was Sean. Mm-hmm. This is also the last episode where we don't have any Eric in every single episode. From now on, we will always have Eric, Thank even if it is small. God. I know, right? Even if it is small, it will. Yeah. He will still be there. Another little, this is me being pretentious, another little note that I have about this episode. Rick can go suck a big one because he's like, Van Gogh actually was in, he was inspired by his love of religion and he was just getting into it and blah. No. Van Gogh did grow up religious, that is correct. But at this time, when he painted Starry Night, he was actually pretty disillusioned with religion. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the fuck Ricky is talking about. Well, Topanga so reads from the brochure that, that Van Gogh discovered religion. No, no, he grew so, up religious. No. Sounds, sounds like the uh, <sighs> Philadelphia Museum of Art is poorly curated. I mean, listen, did you see the painting? It was like, it looked like a printout poster like they could not have done um more i don't want to say lazy because it sounds bad but like lazy job of like printing out just whatever van gogh prints they could find and just throwing them in frames Mm -hmm. i've never seen starry night in person i've never either it it. lives in the museum of modern art right Mm -hmm. i've never seen it i haven't either i've seen a couple of his pieces because i've been to i went to van gogh's bedrooms when it came to the art institute Institute. Mm -hmm. and then of course i went and did the interactive oh yeah this episode reminded me that sarah and i have to reschedule our tickets (laughs) it started sarah and i had bought our tickets for sometime in july i think and this episode started i said oh we gotta reschedule this we can't go that day so yeah (laughs) so we bought them like months ago Um, i mean that whatever helps you remember yeah 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 it's something i gotta do when i when we finish this actually (laughs) but yes so he they were very wrong in that so i don't know what they where they got their information but Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's what all we knew of him in 98. I don't know. I don't think that's accurate. Did we find out a lot in the past, we, like, 23 years? We discovered years? a bunch of... He's not a dinosaur fossil. <laughs> <laughs> what if he is? was only, like, a hundred years prior. What if we have a fossil prior. of Van Gogh somewhere in the world? That's the other thing Just, that's hilarious about Van Gogh, right? When was, when was Van Gogh was an actively painting from, like, 18... 50 to, like, 1890. Yeah. Right? That kind of... That's the ballpark. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we have these masterpieces. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting is that Van Gogh, uh, at least amongst, like, the average American, mm-hmm. is often lumped into this, like, incredible, like, pantheon of artists who were, like, Renaissance painters or something. Yes. <laughs> you know? I'm like, you realize that this is only like, yeah, a couple Where I'm like, this was like 150 plus... years ago. Yeah. Like, it wasn't ancient. <laughs> no. Well, uh, and I love Van Gogh as much as the next person. Mm-hmm. I think that I love his, yes, definitely his use of color. I love the way that he does like trees and plants. It has a creative I- imagery to it and everything like that. And I'm also, you know, guilty. I also love Monet and that kind of impressionist mm-hmm. uh, movement. But 
I feel like a lot of people like he is just like the top of the top of the top every he's like a household name and I'm like there's a lot of other people <laughs> like yeah it's just interesting it's not interesting to me that they chose it because they knew this was like he's a household name so everyone's gonna be like oh yeah starting out uh, yeah I know that but like yeah. it's just very interesting well what are they gonna fucking they're gonna go and look at <laughs> I don't know Trying to think of like a mildly obscure painting that would still be like in an art museum excitingly. I don't know. You are on the recap. Yeah. All right. Let me do it. Ready? So Corey's being a sad sack in the park and talks about how he met them at the monkey bars. And then Topanga's being sad in the museum uh, that she was supposed to go to with Corey. But then this fuck boy shows up and is like, I know you when we were six. Let's go on a date. And she's like, no. And he's like, but let's do it. And she's like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, and then Topanga goes on a date and is like, ooh, I actually like him. And then they kiss. And she's like, whoop, don't actually care about him. I love Corey. And then for some reason, Corey just like lives at the park. And she goes and is like, I love you. Let's get back together. The end. The end. <laughs> and then they do. And then they give it. <laughs> I love that. Okay. You, I don't know if you made this observation in yourself that just happened, if you just did a sure. moment of self-reflection or not, mm-hmm. like I just did okay. for you. <laughs> I did it for you, so don't worry about it, actually. Got I'll it. Take Thanks it for self-reflection. This one, <laughs> you started with Corey as a sad sack, whatever. The last recap that you did two did weeks ago, same thing. <laughs> not quite. The, I think you said sad sack of shit or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's how you kicked it off because yeah. it was the drinking episode. That was the drinking. You're right. Yeah, I did describe <laughs> it as a sad sack. That's pretty funny. I, this episode has a weird place in my mind this episode for some reason sticks out to me so much just because it has so many things that like i mean obviously this mm-hmm. is the one where they get together we have ricky this is kind of the big it's finish. it's like the resolution to what started with the ski lodge yeah yes it yes. is and it's the it's also the the antithesis to the ski lodge mm-hmm. i suppose or the the bookend of yes. it yes um, but I just really don't like a lot of things that happen in this episode. You know what I think is a big problem? What? Is Ricky is <laughs> I should have not... known you as a Ricky thing. <laughs> it's about Ricky. Ricky and Lauren yes. are not equipped. They're not the same, no. Lauren is so much more likable than Ricky. Mm-hmm. She is so charismatic and enjoyable. And her relationship with Corey is so much more interesting to watch yep. than Topanga's relationship with Ricky. Yes, and I think they wanted Ricky to be an antithesis to Lauren. If That's you true. break it oh, down yeah. and that like Lauren is like cozy mountain girl, wants simple things in life, mm-hmm. enjoys like the small pleasures of conversation and or you know, and yeah. just like being with a person. Whereas Ricky is like this like interesting avant artist <laughs> and has like these. He bought a beret and had a goatee. You know, like when we compare like what they want, like Lauren wants to like sit at a breakfast nook and sip her coffee while the sun rises. And that's what Corey wants. Which while Ricky wants to like dine along the Seine and like Which is what we would think Topanga wants. Right, 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 right. Whereas you know, nobody necessarily needs to be married to themselves. So uh so I think they wanted Ricky to be an antithesis to Lauren. One thousand percent. And I think in an effort of doing so it was written as such i just think that maybe it's the actor maybe it's the directing i just hate watching ricky yes whereas i love watching lauren i think it's yeah i mean i think you also linda carnalini's a star exactly (laughs) i think that you hit the nail on the head like lauren is just way more likable than ricky and i think 
they tried to lean into what they thought Topanga would like mm-hmm. because Topanga in her in her relationship with Corey, she's the she's kind of the head, she's the lead, she's going to take charge and she's going to do the thing cuz Corey is like just dopey like, "Ah, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm stock celery." Like it just doesn't work to try to bring in someone who's more pretentious than like not saying Topanga is ever pretentious she's really not she's incredibly down to earth for as like as smart as they want to make us believe that she is Mm -hmm. but Ricky coming in and and over it's almost like overdoing it it's like the complete opposite of Corey where he's so like cultured and smart and pretentious and like I can grow facial hair and Mm -hmm. I lived overseas and like it just is it's too far yeah whereas Lauren they didn't try to what'd you say he hasn't gone to Paris yet oh yes that's right Lauren tried they didn't try to overdo Lauren because they didn't have to right because she was just she just was and I think what they thought was good for Topanga is so the polar opposite of what they thought would be good for Corey, which is Lauren. Like mm-hmm. she's good for Corey because she mm-hmm. does want the simple things and she doesn't need extravagance. And Corey can't provide extravagance because he just doesn't know how to do that. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, that's my big issue with this one. It's just, it's just Ricky. Not also, Topanga's like test of like what does Corey it's see when he fucked. looks? It's stupid. I don't it's like that. stupid. Yeah. I hate that Sean has a double standard as well. That Corey can go out on the date with Lauren, but Topanga cannot go out with Ricky. I'm like, what the fuck? Angela is killing it in this Angela episode. Angela crushes my it. God. She crushes it. I don't mean to show my hand here, but like, no, oh my I, God. I'm with you. Angela's yes. My she second note it. is Angela in all caps with an exclamation point because my God, she, she is kills hilarious it. and logical and supportive yes. and thoughtful. Like she is everything mm-hmm. in this episode and a great performance. Like just oh, in yeah. general, everything that comes out of her mouth oh, is funny and believable. <laughs> So good. I'm so Nancy or something. something. Hilarious. Yes. She's... Love Angela in this episode. Oh, so good. For sure. Uh-huh. You want to know how I know Ricky sucks? How? He's at this museum by himself. Yeah. He doesn't have a friend to go with him. No. And I'm not saying going to a museum by yourself means you suck. Because I have actually advocated that that's a thing people should do at least once or twice in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also recognize that a human as a social animal likes to experience things with other people Mm -hmm. and so if you have a close friend you're gonna ask them to go to the museum with you notice that Topanga was supposed to go with Corey yes and instead instead brings Angela Angela. she doesn't go by herself no she doesn't say like fuck the second ticket I went to the Smithsonian by myself Mm -hmm. when I was in DC for a month and that was largely a good experience that mm-hmm. I enjoyed because I think when you go to a museum by yourself, it's awesome because like you're not in any way beholden to someone else's correct uh, Ta- timetable and yeah. timetable mm-hmm. and tastes and exhaustion or or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so like you look at what you want to look at, and when you're done, you're done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great, um, but it's also lovely to have like someone to talk to about shit. Now that you mention it, it makes me feel a little bit like he specifically went there to pick someone up. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which makes me hate him even Feels more. Feels a little bit like he did. Feels where he was like, I want to see Barney this art Simpson. and I want to find someone who's into this art and I'm going to pick him up. I'm like, I'm going to vomit all over your head. So That's where I'm how at. Do you, how do you feel about that? That's where I'm feeling. Oh, what did you learn? I was <laughs> like, you know, we haven't hit yet. Sorry. Man, our segments are fucked. Sorry, you guys. I know. <laughs> this really one and last week. <laughs> going all over the place. What did I learn? I think in this episode, the lesson that we can take away mm-hmm. is that... 
Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to go first again? <laughs> no, I wanted to do it this time, and I feel like I had something, and I drew a blank now. Okay. So I should write things down like you. I make, I'm sick. Just make the fun lesson. Of, I know. I make like... fun of you for notes, and then I forget things <laughs> like, like this. Shit. <sighs> yeah, you go first. <laughs> okay. I I wasn't really sure because this is such a plot driven. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I guess I can pull something. Don't and, shoot the messenger. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god, truly, that was so funny. I was just like, Feeny's not going to be like. No, pick a different. <laughs> I, I would have. I'd Try like, again. No, absolutely not. Nah. You don't get that one. As far as like the trying to, I'm trying to incorporate like the painting and the kiss and everything into like meaning is relative to mm. you as a person. Mm-hmm. And so a kiss can be just a kiss. Mm. A painting can be just a painting. Mm-hmm. But of course, Topanga doesn't understand that until she experiences it. And then of course, it's relevant to her. I like that. I think the subjectiveness of your emotions is really the big thing here. And your subject, yeah. your subjectiveness of your experience. Yes, I think your experiences and your emotions are subjective. Topanga has yet to experience something mm-hmm. similar to what Cordy experiences mm-hmm. and therefore cannot fathom it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she is subjective in her understanding of that mm-hmm. until she experiences it. Um, the- don't knock it till you try it. You know, if, you know, if you're, you're never gonna know if you like Brussels sprouts till you take it's a bite. True. You're never gonna know I if you like going on a date with a, a kid you knew when you were six and kiss them until you try it. Till you try it. Sometimes you just gotta do things. You just gotta try things. We've just we <laughs> like heroin, as Skylar has pointed out many times on this you podcast. Just gotta try. Stuff. Just gotta you're never try gonna it. know if you like heroin until you try it. <laughs> Don't do it, oh my god. No, I feel pretty confident so about that one. I'm not a fan. I've not done it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't. Some I, things you don't got to do. There are some things you don't have to try. Yes. There's a phrase that's, uh, that's something like, I, you don't have to try it. Or like, I've seen something, so I don't have to try it. Or it's just like, I know. I, there's a phrase that's something like that. And it's uh, that's what it made me think of. But I, this is irrelevant because I don't remember it. Is it. Are you thinking of in the Santa Claus 2 where he <laughs> shakes the snow globe and tells the teacher that seeing isn't believing, believing no! is seeing. No! <laughs> oh my God. Well, and the frustrating thing to me, no, it's not frustrating. No, I lied. I, it's not frustrating. It was just one of those things where, of course, like Topanga had to experience it herself in order to, and that's unfair in in other things but not in this thing i think i was about mm. to say it's unfair it's not in this because she feels like she was personally wronged sure which she was she was lied to it's interesting this focus has shifted though now from at first it was you lied to me and mm-hmm. i don't trust you anymore and i can't be with someone who lies to me and now it's shifted into well, you kissed her how can you kiss her and not feel anything so it's interesting this shift that we've now taken it's almost like she's forgiven him for lying but not uh-huh. then for kissing it do- it is right she she says so... earlier i can forgive you for having a conversation and i can forgive you for yeah. kissing her but i can't forgive you for lying and then but then this does seem to, this seems to be strictly about her inability to understand that he could still feel things for her yes even though those things occurred not that he could still feel things for her despite lying to yes, her yes correct right yeah that's an interesting shift that this show wants you to forget yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show kind of wants you to forget that she previously seemed to express that it was about lying whereas in this episode in it, this- it was about the actions he took well and now i feel like they needed they needed that it's unfortunate that they needed it, but they needed it to be the catalyst for mm-hmm. the for their reunion. Yes. Because 
forgiving him for lying would imply that she would have to, if we're to put that situation in this right, if she needs she would to, have to experience, lie to him. if she needs to have that subjective experience in order to, to, to gather it, then she would have to lie to him, but which is not, not going to solve it. Exactly, but they're not together, so that's not possible. So they had to shift it because uh-huh. she, they had to make her go out with somebody else, have the same experience. We talked all day. We had a kiss. Like we did the thing. We're like kind of interested in each other. Like. I, it was necessary because I don't think they could have ended it any different. Like, sure. There's no other way, but it's just interesting. Just interesting. I don't think there's a way to land this premise yeah. if it's not about those actions. There's a boom check. Yes, that's right. There is. Angela says he is everything you could want. And right then, a boom swoops in from left to right, right over Angela's head. Mm-hmm. Very subtle. It's yep. brief. It's brief. But it I is saw very it. brief. Yeah. It is very brief. It's like I'm rooting for the show to fail in a way, and it feels wrong, <laughs> but also, I know, I'm like, not me, hoping that the show messes up. Um, also, when they go out to dinner, there's a ceiling light on the table. No? Like, it's a full, like, oh, one of those, globe. like, globe. I don't know. I thought it was just, like, a candle cover kind of thing. I mean... It looks like, like a ceiling light. I, I mean, was like, did they just run out? It of, was like, a pretty big. Props? It was a pretty big dome, but I I thought it was just like cover evotive. <laughs> That's fair. I was just like, this is bizarre. You know what's more bizarre? What that this is some cute little fancy French bistro, and it's also apparently macaroni grill where they give you a cup of crayons and some yes! paper to color with. I don't know if they speci- they must have specifically asked for that. Stupid. It's so stupid. And his drawing is not crayons. No, not absolutely not Definitively crayons. Definitively not crayons. That is distinctly like oil pastel or something to that effect. It is not done in crayon. And also, like I understand the sentiment, and I thought the sentiment was sweet, but at the same time, yeah, it's just like, did you sit throughout the first half of dinner and just color? Or I'm listening. You, it's not even like dinner. No, 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 really, I'm listening. Don't worry, I'm, I'm right, just drawing. Exactly. Just, don't worry about me. I'm just drawing. Just it's like, keep... okay, I sat at this table and looked up, like I said I would do, but you're not doing that. <laughs> but you're over here fucking coloring like you a said four-year-old. You would be looking back, and now you're yeah, coloring. And oh, this is a great date. Your ass is gonna color with crayons while I eat escargot. <laughs> I right. Yeah, you playing with your crayons? <laughs> How's that? His mother now. Right. Do you oh want? Do you want me to put on a cartoon on my phone so you can watch that right? while you eat? Like, so. I will say. So, speaking of things from our childhood, when they're in class and Sean's like, "I have something to tell you," and then they have to sit through that whole class period. Oh yeah. I was. Oh, I was like, I remember being in a classroom. Like, I remember being in high school and having like, a right friend be like, oh, "I got something I have I to, tell to tell you," you and then they're like, class. "Okay, girls, stop talking," and I'd be like. And then, like, 45 minutes 45, just... yes! Just, like, okay. he sent me a note, like, ah, God! Oh, my God. The whole time, the you're just, worst. your teacher's talking, you're like, what is she going to say? What are they going to say? Right? Say? Say? You don't focus on the rest of And you start to think about, the and saying. what you then do is, like, you rotate through every mm-hmm. thing you've done mm-hmm. in the last week, where you're like, oh, no, do they know about that? Right. Or, oh, did I do that? Like, you know, you start thinking about all yes. these things that, like, you've done wrong. Or, like, for me, it was always, like, what happened to, like, in... It would be, like, my crush at the time. Yeah. It'd be, like, what did they see them doing? What mm-hmm. did they hear? What did they... Whatever. And so it's just stressful. It was very mm-hmm. stressful. I the, Even watching that scene, I was just like, oh, my God, I have a, a little bit of a... Yeah. remembrance of this feeling and it's not fun but you know what sucks what topanga and her pronoun game topanga that she plays pronoun game where she is talking to angela and goes to great lengths linguistically 
to continue to propagate an idea that this was meaningful with Ricky because it was excellent and he is important to her and waits to reveal until later that what she oh, means yes. is that she's in love with Corey that's and the kiss stupid. was it's just, it's such a I mean no one would ever talk like that no one would it's, ever it's all just screenwriter yes. linguistic tricks for the sake of suspension of yes. telling this thing exactly um and I can I understand that and it happens in other things it's not like it's unique to this like people love to play the fucking the pronoun game as it's called in like mm-hmm. movies and TV shows where you like deliberately only use vague pronouns mm-hmm. to refer so that like the person you're talking to isn't sure exactly yes so that then the audience can get the reveal yep uh, whereas realistically Topanga would have said Angela I need to talk to you and it was that where she says the that was the most a kiss is, what was it the most meaningful most kiss meaningful of my kiss life of my or life, whatever yeah. and. Angela have been like, oh, and she'd be like, yeah, it meant nothing, and mm-hmm. I know I love Corey. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been yep, the immediate fall. <laughs> you can really cut out just all of the middle section of this, so. Mm-hmm. Good I don't think she would have described it as meaningful. I think she would have been like, it was the, like, I, that's not the way, I mean, I don't know. She's, like, going to these great romantic lengths to describe it, when realistically she'd been like, it was a meaningless kiss, yep. and now I know. It, and it's kind of funny, it's just the verbiage that they use of, like, it was the most amazing or, like, most meaningful kiss that I've ever had, and um, when in reality, the kiss itself was meaningless, right. but the sentiment the, was... Right, the, the feeling she was able to draw from it. Yes, yeah. the conclusion was meaningful. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice of words, Topanga. Thanks yeah. for messing all of us up. Topanga's annoying in this episode. Yes! I don't like this test shit she does with Corey. No. I don't like that when he does actually start to tell her what's going on, she's a bitch about it. Yes! She's fucking rude. Yeah. All right? I think that Corey's observations of when he starts to describe this, like, attack and all this stuff, right? Yeah. I think, one, mm-hmm. fair interpretation. Yeah, whatever. Two... The art is subjective, mm-hmm. and so it is entirely his to interpret. It means All right? whatever it means. What it means to him, and so Topanga's out here trying to tell him that his meaning is wrong, which mm-hmm. I again fuck off, art snob. Yeah, right. All right, and three. Did you know Van Gogh personally? <laughs> three. What I think is actually really interesting about that moment is it demonstrates that so much of your personal interaction with works of art is going to be so immediately related to your current emotional experience or historical experience. And I agree. I think that that illustration is actually like really well. It's one of the only things in this episode that feels like really genuine actually to me is that like Corey is hurting and is going to project that hurt into the art he sees. I have kind of a real life example of this. Quinn and I were listening to, why do you build me a buttercup? Mm -hmm. And I was very much like, yeah, she's kind of, she's kind of dick. Like, why is she kind of, and he's like, no, I think he's looking too much into this relationship. Like he's invested too much now and she has not Mm -hmm. shown him that that's something that he should do. And I was just like, I've never thought of it that way. What an interesting concept and like mm-hmm. interesting take on that song. Yeah. I've heard it a million times, only thought of it the one way. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, apparently Starry Night is, is uh, aliens invading the earth. Which I love as an interpretation. Yeah, great. Big fan of that. Perfect. They're like floating doesn't, orbs in space. Like, doesn't feel like a big stretch. No, who's to say? <laughs> all right. Listen, Van Gogh had some issues. So like maybe it was. <laughs> Who knows? Well, and he doesn't say aliens. He says an attack. No. Right? Yeah. And he says that like God is angry. Mm-hmm. And so, so meteors. That's meteors, giant fireballs from the sky. These are very 
possible almost biblical illusions that could exist in an artistic rendering. There's really no reason this couldn't be an interpretation. No. Topanga's being a real art snob about it. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's actually all my notes. Really? You don't want to talk about the latest addendum to how Corey and Topanga met? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I will say, though, the moment when Corey's in the park and the little girl walks by and he's like, Topanga! And she's like, ah! and runs away it's funny it's, it's great funny it's, it's too, fucking weird but it's funny good. i know right uh yeah well so this is this is an a new way they met right how did how so far we've have heard we been about led to believe? we've heard about the sandbox before right sandbox that's right i knew it had something to do i i remember them talking about the going on like stroller dates like their well that's the thing go. too they they used to describe that like he's like mom you told me when we were like babies you would take us and like walks in our stroller together yeah right so like that implies that they met via parent playdates, mm-hmm. right? Which, I mean, would, I guess, fall under the category of the sandbox. And now it's monkey bars, now but not monkey bars, because if that structure that he's sitting on at the end is, is what it. he's calling monkey bars, that's not what I call that's monkey bars. That's not what I call monkey bars either. I don't think that's what anyone calls monkey bars. No, I would call that like a, a jungle gym. Jungle gym, yes. <laughs> full-ass jungle gym. It's been, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been that young, young enough to play on a playground and actually play on a playground and not just watch children that are under my supervision play on a playground. Monkey bars are fucking hard. They are hard. It's so hard when you're big. And they hurt. They because hurt. you it hurts your well, hands. Yeah, especially if you had the old, like, school wooden ones. Oh, yeah. That's, wooden ones hurt. Well, that's like, yeah, that's horseshit. Splinters. Splinters. No, the, like, I tried to do monkey bars. I took the kids that I needed to the park. Mm-hmm. And at this particular park, there was, like, a monkey bar set that, like, also went up mm. so like you could start kind of like i mean a like probably like a 10 year old could start it on the ground yeah and then it would get higher and bring you up to oh, a structure okay and so as a full-grown adult you don't have to like you can't start at the bottom one yeah. necessarily or you can but you'll have to like really lift your lower body uh so i went to like the third one to where i was at like an appropriate height mm-hmm. to start and tried shit's hard yeah <laughs> a lot of upper body strength you need a lot of upper body strength when you're a full ass adult and ellie was uh, the seven-year-old was like oh i can do it and i was like yeah, you're like 40 pounds i was gonna say so yeah like that shit is hard it is hard so anyway for sure I... which is the story doesn't make sense if when he says like i was on the monkey bars and she tells me to jump down like if you're stuck on monkey bars as we're describing mm-hmm. them as in like a thing that you're effectively doing uh, reaching between not quite pull-ups then you're just if you're stuck then you're hanging yeah, and eventually your strength will give out and you'll just let and you'll go just fall. and yeah. land whereas this thing if you're stuck at the top of that climb down or jump down sure like it just doesn't make well sense. and it also the thing the structure that they're sitting on like if he were really stuck at the top it's it's just structured in a very bizarre way that i'm like i don't even know if you could effectively jump down mm-hmm. from there because there are other bars in the middle there's another do, circle do, of like, bars the, in the like, middle the little sitting like from a sitting position mm-hmm. push off push off then. but if you just are here and you try to let go then probably what would happen is he would hit one of those yeah, yeah, bars yeah, yeah. and that sounds even more no, dangerous just, so uh, really Topanga was trying to kill him this whole time and he just thought it was a romantic gesture right. and it's just a cuter wow. set piece than watching a grown adult hang from actual monkey bars it's true well but <laughs> also what I don't understand is I mean, yes, you're you're not wrong, but then why don't they put a playset next to it with the monkey monkey bars. bars? And then it's just like we're watching, we're observing the monkey bars instead of like this is the structure where we were. Big issue is just that they call it monkey bars. Yes, that's really where if they if he had said jungle gym, I would have been like, sure, I'll right. take it. Right, that's what I would call that. It's a jungle yep. gym. It's not monkey bars. 
Well, I think we've already established that Angela's the MVP. Angela's <laughs> obviously the MVP. She kicks ass. Yes. She pushes Tabanga to go do mm-hmm. what she should do. Yep. She is hilarious. Yeah. She tells Sean what's what. Yeah. Like, she is all all cylinders. She's firing. And then the little stinger with Sean and Angela in the museum, behaving oh like actual God. high schoolers in a museum. So cute. Love it. I went to an art museum with a girlfriend in high school, and I can let you know that it was just lots of excuses to go make out near paintings. Yeah, absolutely. All right? Like, that is 10 out of 10 what high schoolers do in an art museum, and I loved it. Yes. Yeah, it just makes sense to have them... Well, again, another, like, beautifully choreographed piece where they're in front of the thing, and then, like, he crosses over her, and Mm -hmm. then she comes and meets him, and then they both go over to the painting together. And I like the fact that they have a moment in front of Starry Night. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, if you are seeing Starry Night in person, they're not. It's a, again, it's a... Uh, Piece of copy paper. <laughs> uh, but if you see it in person, I would imagine, it's a very breathtaking experience. And so, and not even just from a, from a like, a historical standpoint, just, like, if it is the true yeah, Starry Night, I mean, you're the like, wow. it's beautiful, yeah. So I feel like it's very appropriate that they stop at least once and they're just like, Wow. But then, yeah, they're making out. It's just, it's so That's what high schoolers do in a museum. I all love it. the time. That's what they do all the time. I mean, Why is yes. there ever... But the beauty of doing it in a museum is it's like this big space and like there's all, there's usually plenty of space to sneak out. It's great. I want to talk about Sean and Angela's movement in general. They're, they they move so well together. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before, but it also, and you just talked about it with the end, but in the hallway, when they are doing their little argument segue into the classroom, yeah. that's a really and smooth sequence right of movements too. It's a smooth tracking yeah. shot, smooth movement. Like it was, that's very well done too. They have some really good. They're really good. good at movement. Yeah, movement. At the end, at Sean and Angela's movement specifically. Like they're very good at moving together. Yes. And how it relates to like moving from one I don't want to say set because they're still in school. No, but like, but like one a, a scene. Place to another. Yeah. yeah. Hallway to fluid. classroom, painting to painting. It's just, oh, they move, yeah, well to individually, but also then well together. And mm-hmm. everything, I don't know if that was a director thing or not, but everything just flows really nicely. Mm-hmm. All right. Those are all my notes. That's that, I guess. That's that on that. Yeah. I guess we're glad they're back together. Yes. I mean,. As much as I'm like, uh, whatever, <laughs> I felt very, like, as soon as it happened and the audience cheered and Topanga was like, I am taken and, like, she's happy about it. It's, I'm happy to see them happy because we've mm. invested in these characters. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you guys are happy and mm. I'm happy that you are, you know, giving it another go. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that you're starting over because, honestly, Exhausting. you gotta. You got a little bit of a hot take. When you're when you're in high school, you don't get to say that your love is not a high school love. No. Sorry. You don't, yeah, you can, I don't, you don't understand. You know how many people think that? Everyone, everyone thinks that. Thinks you that. always think that your high school love is not a high school love yeah, and it's that true. it's a real love. And I'm like, you don't, you know. I know. I mean, you, I go, let me, let me rephrase. You get to think that. Mm-hmm. But everyone thinks that. But you're wrong. <laughs> you're you're wrong you're and wrong. you're wrong and everyone thinks that. Okay, so yes. you're not special. <laughs> I, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's and and of course we'll go on to see them in college and married and then of course having kids and whatever. And so we understand because they say that and we have the hindsight. Of course it gives it a little more weight because then it's like, "Oh yeah, they do end up making it." But like the audacity <laughs> that it took to say that when they are still in high school, discredits everyone else's relationship yeah and also don't say that in front of like angela and sean are in a relationship and i'm sure they're yeah but they're in high school love, so it's exactly <laughs> like what the hell which sean sean kind of does that sometimes too 
you know, where he says to Angela yeah. in this episode, like, the love rules don't apply to them like it does to us or whatever. You know? You're like, what the fuck? Which he's going to do again later when yep. they're going to get married. He's like, they're not like us. They're in love. And I'm like, oof, man, you keep on. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Yeah, Sean's whole relationship with Corey and Topanga's relationship is pretty frustrating. It's unhealthy. It is unhealthy. It's like so weird and it it seems fitting for a while when he's mm-hmm. first starting out with Angela and like first getting into a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Then it stops making sense when they're like in college. And the I'm next, like, you gotta chill. But the next episode is a fun one and also a wild ride of Sean's relationship to Corey and Topanga. Uh, it's where they're back together, but they didn't tell Sean. And so they, oh, they want to try yeah. to give him the satisfaction of like getting them back, getting them together. back together. Weird. Which is weird, but if you look at the saga of Ski Lodge to then, to there, there has been emphasis on Sean's feelings and involvement like if like if we chart sean's relationship to the breakup then it also needs more resolution based on and then there was sean and some other things so it's a smart it's a smart you know we uh, we started this episode by saying this was the kind of conclusion to the ski lodge but it's not really i feel like next episode maybe is because (laughs) it concludes sean's relationship to So that's that on that. End of show. End of show. Bye. Blackout. 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 (laughs) And it all ties back in full circle. Uh uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yes. So anyway, that's, uh, we're going to bring it, tie it all back around. All the way around. To our Lincast. Uh, you can find us. You can find us on the things. We are on Instagram at the Feeny Call Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Feeny Call. You can leave us a voicemail. The link for that is in the description of this episode and our Instagram bio. You can also send us an email. If you have thoughts and feelings on this episode, because there are a lot of things to think about in this episode and how Topanga is kind of out of character throughout the whole thing, if you agree, let us know. Because what's up with that? That's about it, though. It's our new podcast. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> just in general in life where anytime all we do on what's up with that is pick a (laughs) random episode of a sitcom yes where a character is not behaving uh consistently with what we've been presented and we're gonna say what's up with that really just the entire last season of how i met your mother exactly what's up with that is it my turn yeah as always for the god class dismissed (laughs) i hope we got the fridge in the background (laughs)